Hello and welcome to the Save My Mental Health podcast for this week. I am still the host of this show, for better or for worse, and I uh, thank you all for being here this week, and I hope that wherever you are in the world that you are finding some little semblance of peace or some little corner of peace in your life. Um, I think we all we all need that. I think we could all use uh, a hell of a lot more than that. Uh, than we've been getting or been accustomed to. Um, but again, some in some respects, that's a decision that we need to make on our own, that we need to somehow make alterations to our lives to make that possible. Although I know there are extenuating circumstances where that's not necessarily possible. And uh, for those situations, I, I wish you the best. And I know that you have a lot of choices in where you go to listen uh, to podcasts. And there's a lot of content out there. So I appreciate you finding your way to to my little corner of the world and um, I appreciate your listenership. Uh, this week uh, has been pretty calm. Well, no, that's that's a lie. <laughs> um, it was actually as actually felt pretty pretty burnt out, pretty worn down uh, towards uh, Thursday, and then it improved um, between then and today, Saturday and Saturday night now, Saturday night now. So it improved between then and now. And I think it was a combination of um, kind of my sleep cycle and um, having a you know, master's program finals this week. And um, that in addition to working full-time in mental health and doing this as a side thing and also have a lot of other um, side projects that I'm involved in. So I, I stretch myself in a lot of different directions. And sometimes that comes to a, a point where I don't really realize it as much until it hits me. And then it's anxiety, it's stress, it's fatigue, uh, kind of all at once. Uh, but it but it has improved. And I feel today has been really, uh, really nice, actually. So um, I was able to take some time today to let the sun hit my skin, which was nice for a few hours. Um, and this week is the, the topic has been coming up about, uh, the idea of expectations and I can't remember, I didn't look at my episode list to see if I've done one on expectations, but if I did, this is another extension of that and expectations are very interesting, interesting phenomenons and they they can live in, in in our subconscious on the background in the background and dictate how we feel towards someone or a situation and it can be it can it can ruin relationships honestly when when and it's pretty interesting to think about the fact that we would think about an expectation we have for someone in our minds and not communicate that to that person and expect that they would behave the way that we think they should or thought about how they should in our mind. That sounds like the craziest thought to ever have. And yet we do it probably on a daily basis. I don't know, maybe, maybe not, maybe some of us on a daily basis, but at the very least on a weekly basis, we have some unfounded, non-communicated expectation of someone or something that ends up pissing us off and making us resentful and um, and then we expect that person maybe should know that we don't that we feel slighted or wronged by the fact that they 
didn't operate the way that we wanted them to in our minds when they've had no communication from us whatsoever they're not any the wiser that we even have had this issue going on in our minds and we can make up a whole situation in our minds and get into a fight essentially with ourselves because the other person's not even really involved because they don't they don't have the enough information to be able to be a, a party to this fight that we're having with ourselves and expectations i think we learn very young um i think it was i want to butcher his, I, I always butcher these names of these people but i think it's jean piaget i think was the study that i was that i was that i'm referring to that i'm thinking about but uh, it was related to children not being able to not being able to distinguish between the <clears throat> i think it's the subjective or so children not able to, to distinguish between the subjective world in their minds and the objective world externally and that is because their little world is sort of made up of whatever their caregivers provide for them for it to be made up of and then as the developmental stages go on and as their freedom increases as their exposure to things increases uh, they begin to get a better sense of reality in the outer objective world that exists that is to them undiscovered and um, once they start to be able to cognitively be able to put those things together and understand the outer world their inner world and that it is it, it all kind of forms together at some point and to be an adult that is uh, quote-unquote successful in being comfortable in their skin you need to be able to distinguish between those things and you need to be able to find your place of comfort knowing that the outer objective world is going to do whatever it wants with or without your approval and the world that you fashion for yourself in your mind is not necessarily um a reality that other people would agree upon it's your reality it's and everybody has this individual perceptual basis that 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 is their reality uh, but that starts very early on so the point of saying that was is in the developmental stages when you're very young you're not able to distinguish between those two things and and the propensity is to have magical thinking which is supposedly stops at age seven but i guarantee that it continues from age seven for the rest of your life because adults have magical thinking all the time uh, when we have unfounded expectations that are not communicated that is magical thinking in a nutshell so i don't believe it stops at age seven but that's what the research suggested that it that it most likely stopped at age seven uh, but like children you know wishing for things in their minds and not being able to distinguish between the fact that it's not going to just materialize but we as adults do that shit all the time i myself included um, like if I don't communicate with my friends, I expect them to know that I am, that I am hurting from not having enough social exposure and they're supposed to come to my door with gifts and they're supposed to say, you know, we missed you. We love you. You know, we want, we want you around all the time. Like, where have you been? And the reality is, is that without communicating the fact that I need more socializing and that I would like to go to things when I've historically said no to pretty much everything that anyone's ever asked me to do I can readily expect I could have a there is I'll get into healthy expectations in a second but I could readily expect that the, the reality of that is going to be that people are going to leave me alone 
by respecting my literal wishes to be left alone by saying no all the time. But for some reason, I have this expectation that I'm still going to get asked to go places and I'm still going to, which I do. And sometimes I, sometimes I agree now and I, and I force myself to go do things. But, but if I, how could I possibly fathom to keep the expectation that people are going to continue to ask you to do things when you always say no? Like if somebody historically said no to everything, I probably wouldn't want to, I don't, I wouldn't want to call them. I don't call them to go do shit because I know I want to find somebody that can go with me if I want somebody to go somewhere. I don't want to be social. I'm not going to call the guy that's not social. That just doesn't make any sense. But in my mind, it makes sense for people to want after me only for me to be able to solidify or, or make my no more concrete or make it feel better that I can be, you know, and spend time alone by myself. But I need to validate that on my own. And if I need to take time to myself and I want time to myself and I'm taking that, I don't need other people to invite me to 50 things so that I can feel good about that. I can just do it because I want to do it regardless of what my social invitation calendar looks like. And so it's weird to have that kind of magical thinking that, that people are going to chase after you or fawn after you when you don't, when you don't participate in shit, it just doesn't work that way. But that even with all that experience and all the, all the work that I've done and all of the knowledge that I have and the insights that I have, I must subconsciously, I think maybe that which comes to the conscious mind as well. Cause I think about it sometimes. I still have that expectation. It still comes up all the time. And I got a question that I think is probably one of the biggest, the biggest um, uh, tickets to my own freedom is being able to question that kind of shit that comes up in my mind. Like, and playing the tape through on that, like you are historically not very social. You don't like people that much. You don't like going out in public. You have social anxiety. You've said no a thousand times. So where is this expectation, this unfounded expectation? that hasn't been communicated that now you want to be social, which you really don't want to be social, but you want to, you want people to, to, to chase after you like you are so that you can say no and feel better about saying no. It just, it just doesn't work that way. So I got to challenge that. It's the, the, the biggest ticket to our freedom or, you know, my freedom is challenging that and saying it to myself, like in my mind, like, you know, this is sort of the bed that you made that you wanted to be in. Now you get to be in it. And if you want to change it, then you get to communicate and be intentional about what your what your what you want your future to look like, and and I've done that recently. I've actually um, retransacted in some relationships, and I've felt a lot better being out and like doing things with people on an individual basis. And I also realized that it's not everything's about me, and there are friends and there are people that do need me, and that I that that I that I that I want to be there for. I don't have to be there for them. I mean, and technically in the in the unwritten friend code or you know best friend code yes i would have to but i don't have to i don't have to do anything i'm electing to because i want to and I, there's a big difference between those two things if i'm being intentional about it then i don't get to i don't get to bitch about it if somebody needs something from me i get to go do that thing because i'm electing to transact in that way with that person in that particular relationship and I don't have the luxury of bitching about it anymore because I'm choosing to do it. And I'm changing that language within myself of I get to do these things or I want to do these things. I'm electing to transact in this relationship has changed how I feel internally and has changed the lack of acceptance I used to have for certain things or just the, the push and pull and all the bullshit that goes on in my, in my mind and, the, and the, the, mental, the mental back and forth that my head likes to, likes to engage in. And 
So I forgot where I was going with that. But so for the idea of expectations and how we how we operate in that little in that little realm in our minds and it could be expectations for things that are way outside of our control like i expect the government to operate a certain way knowing damn well that they're not going to i expect people in public to operate a certain way knowing damn well that they're not going to either and i get there's like these little resentful bruises that have emotional bruises that take place when when you feel like this little hit where I'm having an experience where I, I sub unconsciously or subconsciously had an expectation that's not getting met <clears throat> like, you know, 20 times in the grocery store because I have this unfounded expectation that humans will or should behave a certain way. And that's just never been the case. And it will never be the case. That would mean like everybody operates exactly as I do. And somehow they're, this, the world is full of like, uh, I don't know, extensions of me, which would be really weird. Um, and I think that's why things operate the way that they do or the, the why we can be so individualized, which makes it makes it beautiful, but also kind of a pain in the ass at the same time. But it allows us to be individualized because every person is completely, completely different. Although we do share a lot of the same things, in essence, we are completely different. And while we might be the same on a bunch of different levels um our experiences are all unique to the to the the holder of the perception and the person themselves so there is no way that we could all act in according to one one directive or one one set of rules every person has their own little twitch on it or tinge on it i don't know how to say that their own little twist on it that's what the word i was looking for i knew it was in the tease um Although still expectation wise, like social expect, we have social expectations when we go out somewhere, we could have, you know, expectations of a restaurant subconsciously in our minds. If this is a five-star restaurant, if this is, if this meal is going to cost me $300 for two people, then I expect a certain type of service. I expect a certain type of food quality. I expect a certain type of ambiance. I expect a certain type of experience. And if that experience isn't met in all those different categories, I might get a little resentful at the restaurant. I might ask for something to be comped. I might ask, you know, I might, I might, if I was feeling so inclined, which I tech, which I tend to not do these days in terms of like the, the whole Yelp thing. Cause I think that's gotten a little out of, I love to say a little out of hand for anybody that feels strongly about Yelp. I was going to say apologies, but I'm not really that sorry. It's just it's just something I think you, you know, people people use their fingertips too readily, and I think in today's world, especially like as 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 important as reviews are, when you go when you go look at a page, you expect it to be five stars, and if it's not, and it has some person that had a bad moment, and really their experience wasn't that in essence, and wasn't that wasn't the whole story. They just got pissed off and wanted to wanted to ruin somebody with their fingertips and they did that and refused to take it down then then you have this this bad mark on this person's yelp page anyways that's end end yelp rant but so suffice to say when we go places and we do things we're i think we're as a society we're built in with expectations for how something's supposed to go and we're, we're it's almost like a unspoken justification or or their justifiable expectations 
relative to a certain dollar amount that we're spending or that we're, you know, experience wise, you know, what we're going to be going and doing, it's supposed to be up to a certain level. And that's actually crazy to think about that the entirety of our system is kind of set up that we should expect something somewhere from someone from doing something for some amount of money. And the higher the dollar amount goes, the higher the expectations go. And we feel super justified in that. And especially if this is going to extend to hotels, this is going to extend to trips, to planes, to Ubers, to, you know, whatever, whatever we're involved with as humans. And there's a, there's a rating system attached to it and we're paying money for it. We have expectations for how that thing's going to go. I got have expectations for how I think the flow of traffic is going to go, even though I know I'm in one of the busiest areas in, you know, South Southern California. And I know damn well in my experience, if you go on the freeway at three o'clock on any weekday or weekend, especially it's, there's going to be other people there. And it's almost like a, a surprise resentment when I'm like, where the, where the fuck did all these people come? What, why? I have the same conversation with myself every time. And I want to do a poll sometime. Like this is where my brain goes. I want to do a poll of like where all these people are going, why they're going there and why they needed to infiltrate my Saturday when I just want to go to the golf course. That's a little farther from my house than I normally go to. But all these people need to go down to San Diego. I said, I need, I need reasons. I need, I need, I need legitimate justifications as to why they're all on the freeway at the same time. All going down to San, San Diego is not that exciting. I'm sorry. If you're, if you're from there, I'm sorry. It's just not that exciting. I don't like it that much. So why are all these people going down? This is the dialogue that I have with myself in my mind. <clears throat> and it's none of my fucking business, <laughs> really. And if you get on the freeway at that time going south, I know, I know what's going to happen. And I, and I somehow have this expectation that somehow people are going to get, get over going down there, but I guess it's, I don't think it's given my experience. I've lived here for 14 years. I don't think it's going to happen. I don't think it's ever going to happen. So still carrying that expectation subconsciously after 14 years of the same shit is, I guess the human condition of that. It literally need to be beaten into a state of reasonableness on an emotional basis to even understand myself. And I still, still, even with all that insight and knowledge and experience, it's still like, what the fuck are all these people doing here? Where are they come? Why are they here? Where are they coming from? Where are they going? And I'm like, Oh, wait a minute. You elected to be on the freeway right now. You knew this was going to happen. You looked at the map ahead of time just eat your breakfast in the car, which you brought in preparation for potentially being a little cranky and shut up. Like it's, we're here, we're doing the, the, I'm not, this is this, I've chosen to do this. So for me, I think it's, um, sorry, I had to move my headphones there for a second. I don't know if expectations will ever, will, will ever go away. I think it's, uh, I think it's built into us from very, very young, very early age. And I think it's, uh, solidified, validated, uh, expanded uh, over time. And, it, and in every facet of our lives, there's, there's an opportunity to expect something to be a certain way at a certain time in a certain situation with a certain person for a certain dollar amount, uh, you know, whatever you can keep adding to that list of details. But I think it's set up that way. And I just kind of realized that now that, that the whole, our whole lives are full of expectations. Um, I expect that, um, 
I expect that I'm going to be, I don't want to put this. I can have healthy, this is what I wanted to get into is, was healthy expectations to kind of segue from the, the ones that kind of can emotionally cripple us a little bit. You can have healthy expectations. And a lot of times when we get into the, the business of expectations and we have expectations, when we pin our happiness on the fulfillment of an expectation, we are setting ourselves up for a situation where we're going to experience some emotional pain because it's not necessarily going to work that way. But let's say, for example, I decide, you know, when I decided to get sober some years ago, it's been, I don't know, it's almost almost 13 and a half years when I decided to go on that journey. Um, I didn't have any expectations. Well, I'd like to say I didn't have any expectations, but I think subconsciously I had the expectation that I would stay sober, but it really, I didn't, it didn't come to my conscious mind. And I, I really abandoned what I thought I knew. And I, and I allowed other people to run my life for me for a while. I just helped guide me because I had no sense of direction whatsoever. I still don't, but in a very different uh, category. But back then, I just didn't know which way was up. And and I think you can have healthy expectations that if I do the work for something, I can have I can have validated expectation for return on that investment. Now I say that, but also saying that I don't. It might not necessarily work out or look exactly how I expected or anticipated it would look. Usually I find when I, when, I, when I do the work for something and I get the fulfillment of the expectation, it works out better than I could have planned on my own. But if I were to have an expectation for what it's supposed to look like when it's a completed product or when, the, when, I, when I move forward with something and what it looks like in the end, I would be set up setting myself up for disappointment because I don't know. So that's not the part that I get to that I get to hold on to for the expectation part. I can hold on to the fact that if I continue to do things that are that are relative to my self care and my mental health and my and my depression and anxiety and my overall sense of community and the things that make me make me me and allow me to evolve and continue to grow as a human, then I can have this expectation that I'm most likely going to stay sober and I'm going to stay mentally healthy consistently and I'm, I'm not going to have to go backwards on that and I can have that expectation so long as I'm fulfilling my obligation to take the action steps to make that fulfillment possible uh, it's when we expect things and don't take any action steps that we leave ourselves in a bad situation or when I have the expectation for for the fulfillment but I expect things to look exactly how I want them to look and really, I think if we do that in the future, when I, if I try to hold on to some expectation for what the future is exactly going to look like, I'd, I would be selling myself grossly short of what I could experience because I don't know everything. I can't see everything as much as much insight or as much knowledge as I think I have. I, I, I'm, I'm limited in, in terms of like, you know, relative to space and like uh, the 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 gravity of like actual existence. Like I'm very small comparative to anything even close to that. So my, while I think my brain is very expanded, it's very finite actually in reality. And, and so I'd be selling myself so grossly short of what I could have could experience. So 
yes, I try to hold on to expectations that I will be, if I do things to be healthy and to be sober, that, that I will continue to be able to maintain that. And that expectation gets fulfilled because I take the action steps to have it fulfilled. I do not necessarily carve out exact details for what I think my future should look like. I have ideas about where directions that I want to go, but I'm even not necessarily tied to those things because also selling myself short because life can take many different directions. Opportunities can come and my ability to spiritually adapt to that is going to be a much more rewarding satisfying experience if I'm able to allow myself to, to, to do that, to, to be a part of that, to be a part of things that I never imagined, to be a part of things that I couldn't have anticipated would happen because again, I'm in terms of my, my, my quote unquote expansive mind, a very finite relative to the size of, of existence in and of itself, or just the ability to think outside of myself and my Acknowledgement of that is also part of the process as well to having comfort in my skin and having spiritual connection and just knowing that that I'm a very small part of a very large thing and I don't have to be this huge entity I can just I can just exist and be okay with myself so my encouragement this week would be for expectations if you're finding yourself not communicating things to people and getting resentful and finding yourself in conflict with those around you or in general with the world itself and you're constant you just feel this fucking internal quarrel all the time i would encourage you to take a look at maybe what your expectations are for life for the world for people for yourself for your life, your future, what you think you should have and versus what you have and what you want your future to look like and having all of these specific expectations for these things that that if left open and you just continue to walk and move forward would be much better than you ever could have imagined and just ceasing fighting those things and just allowing yourself to exist and just be okay in a moment would probably bring you more peace than you've had in a long time, if ever. And one of the ways I've started to put myself in a better position is changing <clears throat> aspects of what I do throughout the day, like what I'm inputting. So I'm inputting meditation music in the morning now all the time. I feel weird when I don't take that time to myself because I'm working towards being so intentional with myself that I, that I, that I wanted to maintain. I wanted to help maintain my overall comfort in my skin. And I'm not as willing to sacrifice that now as I used to be. So when I take the intentional time, it doesn't have to be meditation music. It doesn't really matter what it is. So long as you're, as long as it's healthy, I shouldn't say it doesn't matter what it is. As long as it's mentally healthy and it's something that propels you forward and you can fit it into your day and it takes time for you intentionally for you and you get to be with yourself and you get to reflect and you get to have positive input into your mind, do that. That allows you to put yourself in a reflectory position so that, and self-reflection will, has always been, if it hasn't been already, but it should be and should have been your best friend forever. Self-reflection, being able to assess what's going on when in a, in a moment, when it's happening, after the fact, knowing my part in things, knowing when I, when my thinking is off, when my reality is, is, is perceptually way off base when I when I what I need to input what I need to 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 expand on what I need to get rid of what I need to 
what I need to do in general. Like if I don't have the ability to reflect on that, I'm, I'm fucked. So <clears throat> that would be my encouragement is to see where maybe you're lacking in the self-reflection department and also the expectations, where your expectations are. Write a list of your expectations and see where you find yourself. Write a list. Think about your expectations for your spouse, for your kids, for your friends, for your job, for the world, for the government, for life in general and see what you come up with. And I would encourage you to be communicative about your wants and needs first and foremost to yourself because you need to figure out what you want and need within yourself before you can communicate those wants and needs to someone else for someone else and expect them to do things and also my last piece of information about expectations is that we shouldn't be running around having expectations for people that we wouldn't want them placing on us so this self-reflection tool of being able to put myself in someone else's shoes and reflect on the fact that if that if they did this to me or if they expected this of me, uh, I wouldn't like it. That's a huge self-reflection tool. And another one is, is that you're not your existence was not made so that you could live up to someone else's expectations. That's fucking nonsense. And I want to I want to validate that right now because I think we spend too much time trying to live up to other people's expectations when they can't even live up to their own expectations. Isn't that interesting? So that would be another thing that I would encourage you to reflect on is I'm not here to live up to other people's expectations. I don't need to. I don't want to. And I'm not going to. I need to figure out what my wants and needs are. And I need to live up to those things. And I need to be true to myself, period. And as always, at the end of these, if you need mental health assistance, please find a therapist, psychiatrist, psychologytoday.com is a great way to do that. Typing in your name your name you're typing in your city and state and the name of your insurance carrier will allow you to find a provider um, that's covered in your area um, a lot of those practitioners work on cash pay basis also if you have the ability to do that um, and actually i forget what date i forget if it's july july 18th i think <clears throat> the mental health um, like 911 i think it is i think it's 988 if I'm not mistaken, <clears throat> um, I was going to look that up really quick. Don't help. Bear with me for a second. Uh, huh, huh, huh. I believe it's 988. Don't quote me on that. Um, I actually do because I have. Uh, yeah, it is. It is. It is. So if you're having mental health it isn't. It launches in July. If you need assistance with mental health, it's a suicide prevention hotline. Launches launches in July, and you just type in nine eight eight. So that's a really uh, cool thing that's coming out, and I haven't really looked into who's who's behind that or who's running that, but but I do think it's cool to have an emergency number like that. And as always, also you can find um, a mental health hotline near you if you go to Google and, and type in your local area. Um, there are people that are live that would be able to speak to you immediately. If you're having struggles with substance abuse issues, I would encourage you to look into treatment and or 12-step groups. If you're not into 12-step groups, there are other ones such as Smart Recovery, which is cognitive behavioral therapy based. There is Refuge Recovery. There is Depression Bipolar Support Alliance. There is Emotion Anonymous. There is... Um, if you have a parent struggling with alcoholism and uh, you need to find some support for that, uh, adult children of alcoholics, Helen on. I mean, there's so many things out there that 
that we can use as resources that maybe we weren't aware of or maybe that we don't think that we qualify for but i but if you, if you look into it and spend some time looking into it if you if you do have a need in that in one of those areas i i bet you might find something that could that could work for you and help you get the support uh, that you need because we all deserve adequate support we all deserve adequate access to services and we all deserve to to feel like we have somewhere to go and that we have um people that we can rely on to help us through things uh because being a human is hard enough as it is so again i thank you for your time and as always my email address i believe is save my mental health save my mental health podcast at gmail.com that address is open for anyone that wants to send me a message if you need resources or if you just want to chat via email I'm, i'm open to doing that so thank you for your time and i will talk to you next time